Okay. So, Pierce, how are you doing? It's good to see you again. Good to see you, Mac. Uh, I'm glad to be chatting again. Yeah. Uh, looks like we're doing the Mac and Pierce show again. It does look that way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you are tuning in again, welcome back. And if this is your first time, uh, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we're just going to talk about stuff. Yeah, what is there to talk about? Well, let's start with... How are you doing? Are you? How am I doing? I are are you healthy? Well. Are you isolated? Yes, and both. Yes, and both. isolated and healthy. Um, my family uh, isn't going to school. Uh, I'm not hosting church. I'm a pastor, and I'm not hosting church. Uh, let's see. We're stuck indoors a lot. I am actually more busy now than I was a couple weeks ago, just because I'm trying to do a lot of online stuff more than before, yeah. and I'm calling people more than before, and yep. it's exhausting. Uh, I thought that I was going to benefit from the social distancing thing. I'm like, great, <laughs> I get to stay home and play video games. Yeah. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I have not benefited in that way. <laughs> but no, so it, it's tiring. It's really tiring. And uh, But I think our family is doing pretty well. What Good. about you? How are you doing? Um, yeah, it's, I am not getting the, uh, the, the, the forced idleness that we were promised. I, I've been crazy busy trying to catch up with, yeah, tech stuff, calling people. Yep, definitely. Um, and, uh, I gotta tell you this hand washing, like, not that I didn't wash my hands before, but I'm washing like crazy now. And, yeah. and there, I'm finding that there are some soaps that, like the astringency, like having my hand near my face is like burning oh. my nose out and I'm getting angry yeah. about it. So I'm, I'm getting real picky about which soaps I'll use. Oh yeah. So that's, <laughs> I hear you. That's sort yes, of uh, We thing. are definitely going through a lot of soap and we have very small children. Uh -huh. So we've been trying to teach them to wash their hands anyway. Mm -hmm, so right. this is now an opportunity where we actually have to demonstrate because we actually have to do a better job washing our own hands. No more of this you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, splish splash. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're good resource. There's an Alden Brown video. I know, I know you know about it in case anyone else doesn't. Uh, he, he did a good eats style with like all of his typical, uh, camera work and, and attitude. Oh, fun. Um, but you gotta be careful which one you watch because there's like an adult cut. <laughs> this is so dumb that there is an adult cut. There's an adult version and a kid version. They're all they're the same, excepting for the final scene. He does something a little sort of, Ha-ha, gruesome humor horror, but really little kids might be freaked out by it. So be careful which one of those you watch. And then so I will not show that to my four-year-old daughter. Yeah, exactly. That She's not the audience for the gruesome one. But the non-gruesome one's great, and it's got a cute little coronavirus that makes growly, snorty noises. And um, and then there's another video. Oh, I wish I could remember who it was now. Um, it's trending on YouTube right now. Uh, and this guy uh, treats the hands of these kids with like a powder that they can't see, but it picks up on, on black light and then do a little experiment when they show the kids, like how easy it is to spread germs when you don't wash your hands. And this was filmed on the day that it was announced that school that would be closed. And so at the right. end of the video, there's like this sort of candid moment where they pause and they hear the principal on the speaker announcing that schools are going to be closed for a number of weeks. And the whole classroom erupts into cheers. And you hear this one little voice in the background yell, Fortnite! <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, actually, that's that's one thing going on in our house yeah. is uh, our kids really miss school. 
our two uh, our two school age kids, the six year old and eight year old, they love school, and they're pretty. They were pretty annoyed at us, their parents, for <laughs> <laughs> the school being canceled. What have you done? Yeah, it's, what have I done? Releasing it's like I designed this weird global pandemic just to take them out of the school they love. <laughs> yeah, but That's no, right. I did not. Uh, but I'm glad we're able to like uh, make light of it. I think sometimes it's important to laugh about hard things. Yeah. Like when you hear about the kinds of things people would laugh about, say during the bombing of London during World War II. Yeah. Think, how could they do that? They had to. That's it's how you get of, through it. Right. Exactly. And we're not being bombed. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but it is super stressful. Yeah. That's something I was thinking about. I was, uh, putting together like I was shooting the, the main content for a video I'm going to put out uh, I guess tomorrow once I've got it edited that's sort of about like how are you dealing with everything so far and it got me thinking about uh, just how weird it is and how a lot of people around me seem to not quite know how to react and I'm seeing that in a, like a lot of um, people find things are funny in a different way than they used to at least the people around me um, and that's just sort of one of the things that's kind of shown up in it. Um, yeah. But other than that, um, I'd say I'm busy, but uh, I'm I'm getting through it. And uh, I know that my life's a whole lot easier than other people. Um, yeah. Another perspective that, that has occurred to me recently is, you know, this could have been a lot worse. Mm. Like, like there are, you know, it, it could have spread as easily as measles, um, which this isn't even close to. Um, it could have, you know, there, there are all sorts of scenarios in which if things were slightly different, we'd be facing something much worse. And I'm just really grateful that, uh, we're not like, this isn't going yeah. to, this isn't an, a, a humanity ending thing. It's, it's bad. Right. Um, but maybe we can use this to, to learn some lessons that will protect us from the next thing whenever that comes. Yeah. It's not Stephen King bad. It's just right. history bad. Right. This is not the stand. <laughs> yeah. good but so that'd be interesting um yeah so so here is what i'm really concerned about though like like yeah when i say really concerned i am concerned for people who are uh in higher risk categories i mean you and i both we we have yeah we have relatives we have loved ones who uh could be really hurt by this if, if they caught it um but on another level sort of below that uh, I'm really concerned about like the sort of the social, spiritual, uh, and emotional impact on society this is having. Yeah. Like social distancing, it makes sense. I'm on board with it. This is not an argument against at all. I, I've, I've been a sort of loud proponent of the basic idea. But we're meant to be together. Like that's that's kind of how how we're made. And I say this as somebody who's sort of one of those weird extroverted introverts. Like I yeah. love alone time. Um, yeah. You know that. Right. Um, well, you know, I like being alone with close friends. And yeah. pretty much other than my wife, I haven't really been in the same room with any of my buddies or yeah. friends or the people that I'm used to being with. And yeah, in some ways, I'm lonely in that sense. Like a delivery man stopped by to deliver packages and we sort of kept our distance. We didn't mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. elbow bump. Right. But Six feet. I was like, Hi, how's it going? <laughs> you want to chat? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Mr. That, FedEx, dude. <laughs> human chat. contact. Oh boy, yeah, right. it, it, it's weird. Well, okay. So first of all, um, I just want to throw out there. Uh, 
it's okay, uh, for instance, to go outside and go on a walk with a six foot separation with a friend. Uh, there, yeah. are, there are little ways that you can do things like that. Yeah, um, our kids actually played with some neighborhood kids on the same street, but they oh, yeah. never touched and they stayed six feet away from each other. Wow. And it was, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to get them to, to really pay attention because they're kids. Yeah. But they did a pretty good job. What we need to do is we need to like strap them with big like hoops so that they, they can't like get close to each other. And... Yeah, or those big uh, like hamster balls. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, more seriously, though, um, when I say that we're meant to be together, I, I see that as that's not just a, a psychological or a biological thing. I mean, there are those pieces to it. But I think there's a spiritual piece to it, too. Mm, yeah. Um, last fall, I gave a series of, of sermons here at Washington New Church sort of kind of laying down my understanding of what it, what it means to be a church community. Um, <clears throat> and one of the three pillars, I think, is that a church provides human connection. It's, mm. it's, it's how we love one another. And can I, can I get all pastory preachy for a second? Uh, I think that's your gig. Okay. And I like it. That is what I get paid <laughs> to do. Um, I, I know I, it's fun to talk about hockey and meditation, but so, so I'm going to just give you some quotes. This is something that I, in, uh, I challenged the kids and the kids talk with this one. And so here, here are some quotes. Uh, Matthew 19 Starting at verse 16, he says, And behold, a man came up to him saying, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he, Jesus, said to him, Why do you ask me about what is good? And then he says, there, Keep the commandments. Guy asks back, Which ones? And the Lord says, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear force, false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that's not all of the ten. It's a select from the ten. Okay, that's the first and then one. that bonus one at the end <laughs> yes and you shall love your neighbor as yourself second one uh john 13 this is a famous one it says a new commandment i give to you verses 34 and 35 that you love one another just as i have loved you you also are to love one another by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another that's quote two quote three almost done Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20 says, If two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. Right. And finally, uh, Genesis 2, this is part of the creation story, and, it's, and verse 18 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And then it talks about the creation of Eve. And... You know, we sort of know how that goes. So, the, so what do these all have in common? Not one. Yeah. More than one. None Loving of them, somebody else. None of them make sense to somebody who is a hermit. Yeah. Hermits do a very poor job of loving the neighbor, loving one another. Also, the commandment to not murder, to not steal, uh, to not, you know, those aren't things, those aren't issues when you're by yourself. Yeah. Everything in the word is geared towards our relationship with one another. Everything. Yeah. I think about that. I especially love that quote um, where two or three are gathered together. I am in the midst of them. Yeah. Which is another translation. I like thinking about the Lord is flowing into all of us and giving us life. But where he really becomes present is in the mix and in the midst yeah. of us. Yeah. Is the connection between two people. 
when two people are being kind and loving and honest and helpful, there is where the Lord is. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's and and that's why, by the way, church is more than just a sermon. Yes. Like the getting together and connecting with other people before and after and in the midst of it, the Lord's in that. That that's you a know, holy thing. You know, uh, we talked a little bit about what we were going to talk about, and we didn't mention this, but something that's been really hard for me is I've been preaching to my congregation and teaching them and encouraging them that yeah. very fact that church is more than the sermon. Yeah. It's more than me just preaching at them. And it's not them coming to a TED talk. Yeah. That it is the worship experience, but it's also the loving one another community yes. that happens throughout the week. Yes. You know, it's when somebody's sick in the hospital and everybody else gives them a call or once somebody visits them. It's when somebody has a baby and people bring them meals. It's all the, the small things that create those relationships throughout the week. And even on Sunday, seeing another person, giving them a hug, holding their hand. Yeah. And I've been pushing that pretty seriously because of how important it is. And now one of the only things I can actually do for them is give them this remote sermon uh here here's something i uploaded on youtube and it feels inadequate yeah i just sent a letter out to my congregation today sort of explaining how we're going to do online church this sunday um which we can uh get to in a second well actually we'll get to that a little bit later I know, well, okay, we're here now um ladies and gentlemen we do show prep but we ignore it uh, that's right <laughs> But so I sent out this letter and I just, I just openly acknowledge, and I don't know if any of them cared. I care though. I've spent the last, like, so this is a, a new gig for me. I just became pastor of this church, uh, last July and starting in late August, going up to a week ago, I've been sort of trying to build this, this vision of what a church can be, what it ought to be and, and what, what we're going to be. And we've mm. been doing strategic planning and everything, like I said, there are three pillars. Like we're, Our goal is to provide people to satisfy the human needs for meaning, which we do by sharing truth. This happens with our sermons, with our study groups and all that. Purpose, which we do through being useful, and in particular getting together and being useful to our surrounding community. And connection, and loving one another, and, and providing people who are lacking connection a sense of, wow, there's somebody who cares about me. And this stupid virus has knocked two of those three <laughs> legs out from under my, my stool and I'm mad about it. And, and because it's really easy now, yeah, I can turn on a camera and I can, I can give a message. I can share the truth. I can help people continue to pursue meaning, but the purpose and the connection are hard. Um, yeah. and there are things that I'm, I'm trying to do to, to deal with the connection side. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so I sent this letter out and I'm saying, look, I recognize we've all decided to get on board with these, this three-part vision for the church and now it's a one-part vision, but we're going to find another way to root around this problem. Yeah, um, and it's interesting, like for us, we're such a small congregation that one person puts it, we're like a family. Yeah. And we've got, not a lot of people are related to each other, thankfully. Um, <laughs> not an actual family. Although some of them are. <laughs> sure, um, sure, always. But... Uh, we also have some people who've been coming only in the last year, uh, mm. and they have commented how welcoming my congregation has been, beautiful, uh, and how loving and how friendly they've been, and it's just been so nice. And now I feel like everyone's sort of cut off from each other. Yeah. You know, they're all so spread out already. 
Um, and now it's already hard enough to get people together. Now everyone has the perfect excuse not to put in the extra effort and they shouldn't necessarily get together. Right. And yet, how do we get people to connect with each other? Because right. I don't think it's just that it's healthy for us. I actually really need positive peer pressure. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is something I notice about like my social life. Like I have a D&D group. Uh, we play Dungeons and Dragons uh, or board games or other games mm -hmm. once a week mm -hmm. in person. And uh, most of the people in it, all of them are married. And most of them are dads. Uh, there's one couple that doesn't have kids and they both play and I love them. But there are also then four dads. And it's a positive peer pressure on me. Yeah. Because when I show up to the game and I say, hey, I was late because I had to help put the kids to bed. Or, you know, I got to get up early tomorrow, this. They support me in my marriage mm -hmm. and in my being a good parent and being a good person. I'm choosing to play games with these people because they support my values. I need that positive peer pressure. Yeah. Otherwise, I would hold up as a hermit. Well, I mean, so, so that's the bad place I would go. <laughs> so, so how are you uh, dealing with that now that you can't sit together? You know, it, at first it was really tricky. Uh, one person in our group really does have a compromised immune system. Mm. So they are a person at risk. So we can't even pretend to be like, well, we're a gathering of under 10 people. We can get together. Um, we don't even, we can't even really pretend that. So we actually tried for the first time, the group tried playing over Zoom, oh. which we're actually using a little bit of right now. And we're then uh, an app yeah. called Roll20. And okay, I've heard of that. It worked amazingly well. Really? It was not the same. We didn't share snacks and drinks, <laughs> but we were actually more focused in some ways, uh, just because if you put in the effort to log in and to actually play a game, cool. you're really going to, but we laughed so much. Hmm. And that was one of the best parts was how much laughter happened over these two to three hours with each other. Cool. And it was great. I just loved it. Uh, roll 20, huh? Roll 20. Yeah. And now as I speak with you, uh, two of those guys are working on what's called uh, a tabletop simulator. Okay. And that's the app. And it's on Steam and it's super cheap. And basically it can emulate any board game that you tell it to emulate. And we're playing a board game called Gloomhaven. And we've been playing it for like a year. We get you together every couple of weeks. Well, hold on. You can play Gloomhaven online? Yes. Right? With tabletop simulator. And the designer of the game has even sort of blessed this free mod that people have made for it. Oh, now, cool. if you don't know how to play the game, if you've never played it on paper, it's going to be a nightmare to try and figure out online. Okay. But <laughs> it does mean that these two guys, again, who are dads, who have kids about my kid's age, whose wives share similar ideas about raising children and right. marriage that my wife does. In fact, that's how I met them hmm. is... They're the husbands of my wife's new friends. And so I have this another way of connecting with them through this little silly app. And it's really valuable. I know these are just silly games, but they're excuses for us to focus on a shared experience at the same time and to see each other's faces and eyes and things. And so it puts humanity again into my life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if they're watching, it gives me somebody to love. I love you guys. But seriously, it really does give me someone to love. Um, so, no, that's been great. Another thing that's been helping me is, and you know this, 
we, our family has a group chat, mm -hmm. just like a text chat. And it, it waxes and wanes in how much volume and how much stuff gets said. But ever since this virus popped up, it's been hopping. It's been hot. <laughs> yes, it has. It really it's has. been full. But it's, it's really helped too. But it's not the same as being in person. And so I've really appreciated that we live in a world where there is video chat. And that's really been impressive. But uh, so that's really been helpful. And the other part is I've been using it for work. I video chat with a group of ministers like you right. uh, every week. And I also meet with uh, some staff at the general church uh, pretty regularly. And we did it about every two weeks. And mm -hmm. I missed a couple of meetings. And if you're doing something every two weeks and you miss two meetings, that means you don't talk to them, the group as a whole, for a month. Right. So I felt disconnected. But lately, we're sort of going to two meetings a week and trying to get more done. But it means I'm way more connected to them, too. And nice, it's been right. really nice reconnecting with those people, uh, cool. especially since we have these shared values and shared visions of good things that we could do. So I've really benefited from that. Uh, and I can't stress enough how valuable it's been to me as an introvert. And so it's sort of something that I want to encourage my congregants, like reach out, even make a video call with somebody. It's an amazing technology. And if you don't yes. have that, just call someone, make a phone call. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think that for me, that's one of the ways that the Lord says that we can honor the, his commandment or invitation to visit the imprisoned mm, and visit yes. the sick. You know, we're all kind of prisoners right now. We can visit each other. We can't break each other out of jail, but we can visit each other. That's a, that's um, a good way of looking at it. And so I, I, I think this is an opportunity for, the, for us to hear that the Lord's invitation there and really love one another by visiting one another. Yeah, well, I, I recently have started trying to every day intentionally reach out to somebody specific. Yeah. Um, and I love that technology makes it easy to do that. And that's, that's so far made it like a lot of my reaching outs have been. I'm glad you said call somebody too, uh, because there are people for whom, you know, a lot of this, this tech stuff is, is it can be frustrating and they don't always totally get it. And now to be extra dependent upon this thing that that's difficult for them uh, is that's a huge burden, but you can still call them on the phone. And, yeah. and that's, that's really important to, to, to reach out to those people specifically, I think. Yeah. And it's something that I, I've, I've been trying to do that more regularly too. Uh, you know, I made a bunch of phone calls to various congregants and I'm going to do some more phone calls. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I want them to do it. Yes. You know? Yep. Yep. Uh, it, it's not just the pastor's job. My congregation is great about that. They do check up on each other and they do That's call good. one another. Good. Um, and I love that about them. And, but I know that there are people who are not my congregation who are going to watch this video. It really is an act of love to reach out and call someone. And if they don't answer the phone, if they block your call or whatever, or they just ignore it and you leave a voicemail, you've still told them that you love them merely yeah. by calling. Yeah. Even if it's somebody that you don't think of it that way. It's just, oh, well, I've never really called this person. You can just call them. And hey, it'd be this great thing. And it's okay if it's awkward. 
that's normal. Yeah. Spe- <laughs> just go for it. Speaking of reaching out and talking to people, I'm just uh, I'm I'm looking at the comments. I'm still learning how to watch the comments while we talk, and I'm just want to uh, quick say hi, Holly Mo- uh, Motley. Holly, she's you've never met her, but she was uh, one of my favorite people down in Austin. Um, and hi, Holly. And she she mentioned uh, how fun our church dinners were and how that was like a great way of connecting. Um, mm. And uh, Taney Friend, I believe you know her. She yes, just, I do. She just, hey, th- she just threw a yo into the comments. So, hey, Taney, that's, that's yo. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's been great. And, you know, and our kids are video chatting with Gran and they're even chatting with their school buddies that they're getting together with that. Yeah. But the thing that I am struggling now with, and I wanted to ask you about, we sure. mentioned it briefly, mm-hmm. is I wanted to ask you about what you're planning to do for church service. Yeah. Just as a, as a heads up, what I did last week is I just recorded a sermon mm-hmm. and sent it out and posted it. And it was pretty good, but it was just a sermon. And right. so now for this Sunday, I'm going to probably do the same thing, but I also want to add something to it somehow to create that social connection for people. Yeah. Well, uh, I just don't know. Well, I'm so still, I'm still struggling on it. So I'm, I'm taking this one step at a time. Uh, last Sunday, we, I didn't even do anything. What I did was last Sunday is I sent out links to, um, a podcast that we do that carries our sermons and that people can go and find old sermons that way. And links to a number of other churches, uh, that I knew would be streaming. Um, and just because I wasn't quite ready to to launch a thing yet. And I had a bunch of other things going on this Sunday. My goal is to just try to get the, 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 uh, sort of sermon part of the worship going and then in following weeks to add other things. So what I'm talking about, if you're somebody in my congregation, uh, hold off on getting excited about these different parts because I'm rolling them out in steps, but here's the plan. Um, so this Sunday at 11, uh, on a YouTube channel, I'm going to go live I'm going to have a, a, a very sort of simplified worship service in which um, I invite people kind of into a, a space of worship. There'll be prayer, uh, some reading from the Lord's Word, and I'm going to, to give a talk uh, that's grounded in the Word. And then we'll close with another prayer. And that will be it for Sunday number one. Now, on top of that, uh, I'm planning on using Zoom, the technology we're using to, to conference with each other here to create opportunities for them to get together with one another. And I haven't Mm. fully figured out how to tie that in yet with Sunday worship. Um, And I might not Here's something else I'm toying with. And it's really dangerous for me to say, say this in detail because now people may want it and I'll be stuck doing it. And please forgive us when we (laughs) do not follow through. Right. I might, I I might not do it this way, but kind of the way I'm leaning right now is uh, to offer one or possibly two time slots. Like, um, like a Wednesday night and maybe a Thursday lunchtime where I'm, I'm just going to open up a Zoom room and give everyone in the congregation a link. Um, and maybe one of them will be just sort of like a, a check-in social, how are you doing? Uh, do you know of anybody who's, who's in need of special support and just sort of a conversation space? And maybe the other one will have a little bit more um, sort of focused content uh, maybe like, you know, share some readings and just have a conversation or maybe just conversation about the previous Sunday. So that's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking of doing. So that's sort of the, the, that's, that's what I'm hoping to do for the connection side is to get people talking together in online groups. And yeah, I was actually thinking of doing something similar using Zoom uh, to 
have sort of a group chat mm -hmm. after my sermon. Yeah. So yeah. I would send out the sermon at 11 a.m. and then at you know 11:30 I'd open the Zoom link and I'd tell people well in advance, hey, log in. The thing I'm struggling with, and maybe you and I can even try and talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you are an audience member and you're wondering, how easy is it for someone to just connect to a Zoom thing? I don't know. And it's and it's funny. Those are one of those are some of the challenges that are just. You think, oh, well, I'm just going to get these people to do it. And then they're all the nitty gritty of actually yeah, making the technology it's complicated. work. Yeah. Like making sure the camera connects to the computer, which connects to the mic in the right way at the right focus. Right. Although all those little things. One of the things I like about the Zoom platform in particular, and by the way, we are not sponsored by Zoom. I will throw out there that uh, the corporation has like they've given free licenses to schools during this crisis. And um, they, it's been an amazing tool for us. Um, but they're not paying me to say this. What's cool, uh, one of the cool things about Zoom is you can uh, use just a regular telephone to just phone yeah. in. You won't have the video, um, which I think hurts a lot in, in some ways, but you can still participate even if you can't make the, the, the you know, laptop camera solution work for you. Yeah, or and I think that's gonna be especially one. helpful for those people who struggle with technology. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, and I definitely have people like that in my congregation. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you know, I take for granted uh, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, I got distracted. Taney's recommending Johnson's baby soap because it's naval offensive. I'm on it. That's, I, <laughs> <laughs> she would know. <laughs> yes, yep. Yep. Um, but, <laughs> uh, Taney, you, you threw me off. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about Zoom and uh, connecting with people. One of its benefits is the phone call, the phone, and then you're yeah. saying something else. Oh, I, we just take for granted that everyone's got a, a, a camera on their computer. and Yeah, it's phenomenal. That's not really true for everybody. Like, there right. are lot, lots of people that they, they bought the computer 10 years ago. It's still doing what they want it to do. They, they check email. They, they look at their family on Facebook. No camera, no microphone. So, yeah, right. I mean, that's a, that's a thing to take into account. You know, maybe for another conversation, but I heard some people talking about what's going to happen to society. What will change that lasts longer than the coronavirus? It's hard to imagine now, but this thing will go away or soften or yep. be a small part of our life sometime in the future. That's a plan. Are we still going to shake hands after that? Or will we oh, have yeah. sort of broken that habit? One of the things that I think is interesting is... Uh, I don't know if y'all remember this, but 20 years ago, before 9-11, when you were watching cable news, there wouldn't be the Chiron news crawl underneath. There wouldn't be a breaking news, right. this crawl. That was sort of became super popular because of 9-11, and suddenly there was too much news and they couldn't tell you enough. Right. And now it's always there, even though we're not in a breaking news situation. Yeah, uh, I was, I was so listening to right the- uh... Now we kind of are. But that's something that just changed with news reporting. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I thought was interesting for us today is four years ago, it was easy to make a video call. People could do it anytime they wanted to. People just didn't really. I could yeah. have used Roll20 four years ago to play D&D &D with my buddies group up in Pennsylvania that I miss. Yeah. But we just don't bother because I don't know, like, how are we going to do it? Is it really mm -hmm. worth it? Mm -hmm. Well, now all these people are becoming experts at using it. Right. I wonder if we've crossed that tipping point where connecting digitally will be really effective and helpful. And people are just going to say, well, yeah. might as well. It's easy. 
Well, uh, so I, I was just going to say I was listening to the uh, Freakonomics podcast, uh, the most recent episode, and they were talking to a bunch of economists about um, what interesting things are we learning and uh, what changes are we being forced to make that may have permanent effect. And one of the things that they got talking about um, was education. And, mm. you know, and they're coming at it from the perspective of economics professors. And suddenly they're, they're being <laughs> you know, forced into distance teaching. Some of them had, had some experience in it already, but now it's like, that's it. That's how you do it. Right. Um, and I was listening. I, 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 I drove my uh, second son home from college uh, just the other day. And he had an online class that he had to attend during the car ride. Taught by our brother Scott, by the way, who... Still needs to get oh. onto this somehow. If if you play the Pearson Mac show drinking game, take a drink. Scott, there you go. Mentioned. There you go. Scott reference. Uh, and this is a positive one. I'm going to compliment him here. Uh, so, but I got to <laughs> eavesdrop on Scott uh, distance teaching via a bunch of tech tools. Uh, his his 300 level religion course, and I got to hear you know the students giving their presentations, and I didn't watch it because I was driving, but you know they had stuff going up on the screen, and Tommy had his phone there in the seat next to me, and he was participating. It's really cool to watch, but it also strikes me that from a parental standpoint, I mean, if it's tough oh. on the professors, you know, oops, now we're all homeschooling. Like, uh, right. <laughs> I imagine that that is a crazy challenge for a lot of people. You know, um, we homeschooled our oldest daughter last year. Right. And we did it for a lot of reasons. Right. Uh, and we loved it, but we weren't part of a community. Mm. That was the hardest part. Um, we were part of one community called uh, the Natural Learning Alternative, or NLA. So mm -hmm. if you're an NLA person, we love you. We miss you. Uh, I'm st we're still good friends with actually a lot of those people. So that was a community. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't the same institutional community that being really involved in a school is. Yeah, it's not the same. And as I said earlier, our kids love their school and I love the school, their school too, but now they're home and they miss it. Mm. And the hardest part about having the kids home all the time is that now we have to be the teachers. And what's hard about that is if your kids go off to school and they get taught by a teacher and they have a hard day, which is going to happen no matter mm -hmm. how good the teacher is, it's normal to have a hard day. They can come home to you. And you can be the coach and the comforter and the helper right. and the mom or the right. dad. But if you're sitting at the table with them and you're trying to be the teacher or at least the supervisor of the teaching, right. that messes up that relationship. It does, yeah. And in really hard ways. And so, yeah, it's been really hard having kids home off their rhythm. We love having the kids home. Uh, they're doing amazing things with us. And so it's just, but it's jarring, you know, yeah. it's not something they're used to. Well, and, and at the same time, you know, we're really impressed going back to that school. We're impressed by the work that the teachers at our school were doing. And the stories we're hearing from some people, a lot of teachers are doing amazing work. Um, you know, I went over to the school and they had a door open and you go in and they have a teacher there and the principal and they have these bags and they've labeled them for kids and you don't touch anybody. You don't even elbow bump and you mm -hmm. go in and you get your, the, the bags with the names on them and they sign you out. And I've got these two awesome goodie bags filled with all sorts of stuff, a recorder for playing around the house and being really loud, clay, uh, all the drawing stuff, a workbook, all this stuff. 
And it's just amazing how much work they put into it. Yeah. I'm really grateful. I've seen kind of the other end of that here because uh, at the Washington Church, we also uh, run a, a, I was going to say an elementary school. Actually, we go up to to grade 12. Uh, The high school's an alternative high school. It's already partial homeschooling in its style. Um, But the K through 8 is traditional classroom, semi-traditional. It's multi-grade, but. Uh, and luckily for us, the, the, this really hit and things started getting closed down the first week of our spring break. So the teachers Mm. already had a little bit of cushion, but I still watching them scramble to try to figure out, um, how they're going to accommodate at all sorts of different levels too. Uh, you know, I, how do you distance teach kindergartners? Try to put a bunch of kindergartners on a, on a, a zoom call. I don't think it's going to go very well. <laughs> Not the same. No. Although our six-year-old son was on a phone. They couldn't get the Skype or a Zoom working mm-hmm. with his five-year-old friend in kindergarten. Okay. And they just added on the phone in, in seemingly ridiculous ways that I could not understand for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I didn't understand any of it, but they did and they loved it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we have one of the most talented, skilled, wise kindergarten teachers I have ever encountered. But I promise you, you put her on a, a Zoom call with uh, a dozen six-year-olds. No, not, no way. <laughs> <laughs> teaching will not happen in that environment. Um, no. But so, so like at each level, they've got different things they're trying to do. And also on top of that, we've got different homes that we're trying to accommodate that have different levels of access to technology. Oh, um, wow. And it's, but watching them uh, scramble to work has been really kind of inspiring because every one of them is so... Uh, just really dedicated to providing their their students with what they need educationally. And they always have been. And now they're thrown into this weird situation and they're just, you know, it, it's been cool to watch. But it is it is hard work. There's going to be some misses and some missteps because a lot of people are doing things they've never done before. Um, and there's going to be a giant learning uh, experience for sure. But No pun intended. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, you know, I, that reminds me, um, one of uh, a band that I really liked about, uh, 15 years ago, but he still does music, uh, death cab for cutie. Mm-hmm. The lead singer for that is doing uh, daily concerts. He says, I love people coming to see me play and they're, they can't. So I'll come to you. And so nice. every day, I think at four o'clock, but don't, don't trust me on that. Google it. Uh, he's doing a live show where he cool. sings some songs mostly by himself because he has to be by himself. Right. That's just so impressive. And there are just so many people like that yeah. who are going out of their way. I'm sure everyone watching is immediately thinking of the person, oh, yeah, well, I heard about this. Well, I heard. Yeah. And it's amazing how many people in our society are stepping up to the plate in that way. And I was at Walmart picking up groceries. We did Walmart pickup. So we ordered them well in advance. Okay. And I showed up. And I know this has been a really positive video, so this will be my one negative. And it's not about Walmart. I show up, and it's a line of cars to get your groceries. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to pick my groceries up at 1. And I wait until 2. And finally, it's my turn, and I have to pull my car in, get my groceries, and get out of there. And the woman working at Walmart, it's just her and two other people, going through the Walmart grocery store, putting stuff in bags, putting them in boxes, taking it out to the cars, handing them to people, making sure everyone got their right stuff, they're, these three people are doing the grocery shopping for everybody else that's coming in. Wow. And I didn't pay anything extra for that. There's not even really an opportunity to tip these people. 
They are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I am eternally grateful. And I remember, and the thing that struck me was half the people waiting in line were so grumpy and mm. impolite to them. Yeah. And yeah, I had to wait an extra hour, but that's life. Yep. And I think that that's something that is really important. It, getting back to what the Lord teaches about forgiveness. Yeah. You know, people in life are going to get their feet dirty. It's normal. Life is dirty. Yep. People yep. are going to be late. They're not going to do the classroom thing very well because they've never done the digital classroom. They're still learning. You and I are going to make mistakes on this video call. And that's why the Lord tells his disciples when he's telling them to love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. His illustration of that is to wash their feet. Mm -hmm. That is that act of love. That is that I'm going to forgive all the natural dirt that comes with life. Yeah. And I'm going to do it humbly. I'm going to do it humbly. I'm going to get down on my knees and I'm going to wash your feet. Yeah. And so when I made eye contact with that woman at Walmart, that actually, because I'm a pastor, <laughs> but that, that scripture popped into my head. Thank you, angels. Thank you, Lord, for yeah. telling me that. And I said, thank you so much. I'm sure you're having a hard day. And she said, I am. There are only two of us back there. Or there are only three of us back there. I was like, well, you're doing the Lord's work. Thank you. God bless you. And she awesome. said, thank you. Like this huge wave of relief. And I thought, wow, I just said thank you. And yeah, what did that cost you? Oh, and then so I drove away thinking what a good person I was. Of course. Now I've got another spiritual problem. You said I this was negative. That's something that it sounds really positive to me. Yeah, well. It was about the negative people, but yeah, they're yeah. positive. Well, but that's maybe, sort of something that the other part that I'd love to encourage people, like reach out, yeah, but be forgiving. Be patient. Show people some extra grace, some extra mercy, extra patience and forgiveness. Extra know? humility. Yeah. You know, September 11th, uh, the, you know, firefighters became national heroes. I think grocery store clerks are turning into the heroes of this time. It, it's, it's interesting yeah. You know, and, and delivery people and delivery people. Yep. Uh, it, it's like, it's amazing. We are, we've, we've become so dependent on this, this narrow thing. Oh, I see my camera's batteries going down. Uh, oh, well, so you know we what? Have to stop. We've, we've been going long, so let's just finish it here. Uh, that's a great positive note. Uh, I'll just say, uh, it's been great talking with you Pierce. Um, yes, indeed. It, if you have not before, uh, if you, uh, head over to my channel which is the big idea uh with mac frazier or if you're watching youtube now you're there but subscribe to that channel that would be really helpful to me um yep. and uh i think uh that's it yeah well subscribe to his channel like it and uh also comment uh just because uh we'd like to hear what you'd like to hear uh let us know in the comments uh and we'll we'll see each other next week Sometime. Yeah, yeah. These have been great. All right. Well, your camera's dying, so we should go. Yeah. I hope we, <laughs> hope we actually made it to the end there. See you guys. Bye. Bye-bye.